Welcome to another Calvary Baltimore B-Side with our senior pastor, Josh Plantholt. B-Sides are a companion to the weekly sermon, giving an in-depth look behind the teaching. And now with running commentary to complement this week's sermon, here's Pastor Josh. Happy Memorial Day. <laughs> uh, welcome to B-Sides. Uh, we, uh, we have a two-part today. I think both are really fun. So if you hang in there on this Memorial Day, uh, I appreciate it, and I hope you're blessed. Uh, before we get started, why don't we why don't we enter into the prayer real quick? God, we we love you, we praise you, we thank you, we we thank you for uh, we thank you for those that have served this country uh, to the greatest extent uh, and have laid down their lives to protect the homeland. And so uh, we, we thank you for their dedication. We ask that you would uh, be with their family and let them know that it was not in vain. And uh, thank you, God, that we, we live in, in the country that we do live. And we still have freedoms that uh, <laughs> other systems can only imagine. And so we, we thank you, God. We we get frustrated at how things do seem to be falling apart in many ways, but we still have so much. And so we thank you. I thank you for those that have fought to give us what we do. have. And in Jesus' name, may you get the glory. Amen. Well, welcome to B-Sides. We are in Revelation chapter 8 today. We uh, Our first part, we're going to look at verses 6 through... Uh, nine. Now, before we, we jump into today's uh, uh, scripture, uh, remember that the book of Revelation is filled with a lot of threes, and it's filled with a lot of sevens. Seven churches, seven plagues, seven trumpets, uh, with seven bowls, seven thunders. There's so many sevens in this book, but also there's tons and tons of threes. Uh, when we get to next Sunday's teaching, we're going to see three woes. Uh, there, there are lots of threes in this book. Now, uh, what we're going to see today is in our first trumpet and our second trumpet is, again, lots of threes. Uh, so the first trumpet's about to get blown. Uh, and as it does, in uh, starting in verse 6 and then 7, uh, as it does, three things will fall from the sky. We'll see... Uh, hail and fire and blood. And then three things are going to get burned up. Earth, tree, and grass. Uh, and then in the second trump today, we're going to see uh, three more threes. A great mountain uh, burning with fire and throne. And then a third of the sea is destroyed. A third of the fish and a third of the ships are judged. When we get to the fourth trumpet uh, in our next B-side, which we're recording today, um, we're, we're going to see uh, uh, the moon, the sun, and the stars. So again, there's God really employs threes uh, in, in today's passage. 
and, and all through the book of Revelation and all through the Bible. And remember, the number seven represents completeness or or wholeness, sometimes perfection, but but really it's better to think of it as a, as a number without excess. That we don't need one more day, we don't need one less day, we don't need one more number, we don't need one less number. It's often a a, a complete set uh, or a number with it, it just it's it's complete. It's a wholeness in the number seven, and we get that from the first seven used in the Bible from. Uh, the, the Sabbath day. The seventh day was the day of rest. God made creation in seven days. He didn't want to use one less day and he didn't need one more day. Uh, so seven's the number of uh, often completion. Um, and then of course today we're going to see lots of threes. Three is a holy number. Uh, we don't get that so much from the number of creation but from God himself that God is a God of three. He is the Father, he is the Son, and he is the Holy Spirit. But also we see that the number three is used in lots of holy ways. Uh, the temple was made up of three sections. The tabernacle was made up of three sections. The outer court, uh, well, of course we have the, the court where the, where the altar was, we have the holy place, uh, and then we have the most holy place, the, the holy of holies. We see the same thing in the temple. We see the same thing in the tabernacle. Uh, we see Mount Sinai, a holy mountain to God, was had three sections to it. The outer court where the, the camp of Israel was. Then there was ascending up the mountain that no animal, that no one and not even an animal may touch. And then there was the holy of holies, the very top of Sinai where Moses met with God. We see Noah's Ark has three tiers to it. Uh, for the birds, the, the animals, and the things that crawl on the ground. So the Ark of the Covenant, uh, the Ark of the Covenant had three items in it. Uh, the Ten Commandments, a jar of manna, and Aaron's rod. Uh, so again, these threes we see in Scripture are often for holy things, things that are set apart to God. So as we see all these threes here, we're going to know that they come from a holy, holy, holy God. Uh, so let's hop right in. Revelation 8, verse 6. Now the seven angels who had seven trumpets prepared to blow them. And the first angel blew his trumpet, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood. And these were thrown upon the earth. And if you remember, the floor of heaven, the, the sea of crystal before the throne of God, is ice. Uh, so it could be that this hail comes from the very throne, from the firmament of ice in heaven. Uh, which, if it does come from the throne of God, uh, uh, that means it would come travel through space, which would explain why it's on fire. If you think of an asteroid as it catches, as it hits our atmosphere, uh, it ignites. So maybe that's what's happening. And then it goes, and a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. The, the second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a great mountain, burning with fire, was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. Now, I, I don't know the connection, but... This is very similar to what Jesus told the disciples about, remember that parable, remember when Jesus said, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to that mountain, get up and be thrown into the sea. Uh, well, if you remember what mountain Jesus was talking about, he was talking about uh, Moriah. 
which is where? Where the temple of the Lord sat. Uh, and at the temple of the Lord was what? An altar used for sacrifice, for fire. So when you see that I be something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, it makes you start to wonder. Hmm. <laughs> uh, now, I, I'm, I, I don't think it's uh, Mount Moriah, uh, and I'm not a preterist. However, preterists have a really strong scriptural connection here uh, for, for their system, and they seem to think that the, that these trumpets applied to the destruction of Jerusalem. So, uh, you know, there's a pretty, in some ways, a tight fit here based upon what Jesus already said to his disciples back in the Gospels. Again, I don't think that's what's happening, but something worth chewing on. But this language in, in verse 8 is almost identical to how Jesus talked about the destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, when he, you know, or when he talks about you have enough faith to uproot this mountain and throw it into the sea. And of course, uh, the sea becomes like blood in verse 8. And the sea that Jesus was talking about was just uh, beyond him. And that was the Dead Sea, a dead place. So a lot of connections there. And then verse 9. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Uh, so two thoughts. One, uh, I don't do this a lot. I've done this once in this whole study, but I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on for a second. Uh, what, what, do I, what do I think this third is? Because as as the book of revelation progresses right you slowly start to go how much of the earth is left <laughs> where is god burning a third here uh if a third of the earth and a third of the sea and a third of the ships are destroyed and then later in the book of revelation we see parts of africa we see parts of europe and parts of asia are still in this book uh, and Revelation chapter 16 verse 12 and other references in the prophets confirm this. Uh, th this makes me think that this third, the only place I can see this third coming from is probably North and South America. Uh, I could be wrong, but but if a third of the earth is burned up and, and all the other portion of land, the sizable pieces of land are still found later in this book. I can't think of any other landmass on planet Earth that grows crops, that has green grass, that's not mentioned later in this book other than the Americas. Uh, so my suspicion is that there, that here is where North and South America will be judged and blotted out, which if you remove Antarctica from the statistics, which of course doesn't have it's too cold to grow anything there. Uh, North and South America are almost exactly a third of the world's landmass. I mean, almost exactly. Uh, with Antarctica, it's 29.5%. So that would be uh, Amer the Americas plus a little something else. I don't know. But again, that's my tinfoil hat on. I could be totally wrong here. Uh, but I I'm trying to figure out what could be burned up that's not used later in this book, and that's the only place I can find it. So, uh, something that something that you want. Secondly, secondly, uh, in the seals, in the seals, we saw a fourth of the world was judged, and now here we are in the trumpets, and a third of the earth is being judged. The the, the reason we went from a fourth of the earth. 
uh, was destroyed. And now a third is because God, as you read this book as a whole, God is escalating the judgments upon the world for a very specific reason. And that's to break the proud and to bring sinners to repentance. God slowly is escalating these judgments because he's breaking sinners. And if you remember from the story of the Exodus, after the ten plagues, there were enough Egyptians that went, okay, <laughs> this Yahweh guy, this Yahweh God, he, he's greater than anything Egypt has. And so there were Egyptians, when you read the account of the Exodus, there were Egyptians that left, that left the civilization of Egypt and came with the Israelites into the wilderness. They left with the Hebrew people because after the ten plagues, they believed. They believed God was greater than anything Egypt had to offer. So I believe God is intensifying these plagues like, like the ten plagues of, of Exodus. He's intensifying these plagues and trumpets to break the hard-heartedness of the people to bring them to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Now, this makes me think of, of today. This makes me think of how God operates with us. In the end times, God's going to smash a lot of idols to people, for people, for civilizations. And God smashes idols. The reason God does this is because he loves us. He rebukes us because he loves us, because he is most gracious, a uh, most gracious and merciful God. And here's what I think we can we can glean from today. Uh, like the Egyptians, you know, we, we can look back at we can look back at these these older civilizations and think how simple minded were these people. Listen, like the Egyptians, us modern men and women also worship many many gods. Don't think just because there's not a grave image somewhere doesn't mean that that's not what we bow down to and that's not what our, holds our societal threads together. You know, many people worship their looks or athleticism. <laughs> many people make idols out of their cars, out of their house, out of their, out of their lawn. If this is you, I'm sorry. I don't mean to pick on you, but... I had a I would I used to live in a, a little town home in Abingdon and I had a neighbor across the street and they had it was probably a 10 by 12 or a, a probably a 15 by 20 patch of grass with one tree on it tiniest little tree you ever saw one tree on it I mean you could mow the thing in 2 minutes <laughs> And this, the, 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 the older couple that lived there, they, were, they managed that little plot of grass like it was the Queen's Garden at Buckingham Palace. I mean, they were out there day and night. If a leaf came by, it was like they would be there with twiz tweezers. It was like day and night. They made this lawn. They're a god. I, I've never seen anything like it. You know, we tend to do this where, wherever man is, uh, the, the heart of man, I forget who said it, but the heart of man is an idol factory. We, we find things to make gods out of and, and worship. And, and, you know, how many people do we know that have made gods out of sex or romance or finding companionship? 
And, and what I can tell you is, if God burns and smashes your false idols to the ground, it doesn't feel good, but it's not because God is cruel. It is because he is a good God. <laughs> Loved ones, oh, I use this one all the time, but what is the profit of man to, to gain the whole world but to lose his soul? And the answer, of course, is nothing. It's all loss if you lose your soul. You know, think of the story of Abraham. I, I, I love that story of Abraham. And, and, and one of the things I, I love is his, his relationship between him and Isaac. And Abraham loved Isaac. He was the son of the promise. I mean, he waited his, he wanted a child his whole life, it seems. And then finally God says, you're going to have a kid. And then he waited even longer. But the anticipation for this boy must have been so great. And when he finally came, he probably loved him so intensely and, and deeply. And then God came to Abraham and says, I'm going to need you to kill the boy. You're going to need the sacrifice of Abraham. Can you imagine how painful that must have been for him? It must have been so painful for Abraham and for Isaac, you know. Isaac's thinking, well, dad's going to stab me now. But of course, as the story goes, God stops Abraham at the last second and says, Genesis 22, 15, And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore and your offspring shall possess the gates of his enemies and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. God, in part, not, not totally, but in part, he had to smash some idols there. I'm convinced about it. I'm convinced. And it's not that it's bad to love your children and love your children intensely. Of course not. But God is our God, not our kids. And in Egypt, God had to smash a lot of idols for both the Hebrew people and the Egyptians. And in, and in Revelation 8, what, what we see is we connect the ten plagues to the seven trumpets, and they're very similar. What we see in Revelation 8 and, of course, 9, God is doing it again. He's refining his people and adding new converts to the church. He's calling out, if we can use the analogy, he's calling Egyptians out of Egypt and to have them part of the assembly of God's people. Now God is redeeming lost sinners in the end times world system. And so hear me, loved ones, God, God's discipline, his plagues, his corrections, they are gifts to mankind. To draw us close into a closer walk with him, to lead us to repentance. Hebrews 12 verses 5 and 6 says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. And so I want to encourage you to look at your suffering lightly. 
Some trials are the fiery darts of Satan. You know, Paul talks about that. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of the unseen world. He knew we wrestled with darkness. But sometimes <laughs> the Lord disciplines a, a child whom he loves. Sometimes spankings are, are corrections. A love from God, our, our idol smashing, comes from a loving father. And, and this is my comfort, I think, all the time. And five minutes inside of heaven, family, every single one of us, every single saint in heaven, five minutes inside, inside of those gates, will be infinitely grateful for every idol he smashed in our lives. Because you know what? Eventually, and ultimately, it brought us closer to the one who ultimately matters, the Lord. If it brings us closer to God, then praise him. Praise him. Because it's worth it. No matter how uncomfortable, it makes us feel. We're done. <laughs> I love you all. Let's, let's pray, huh, God? <sighs> uh, again, thank you for uh, all that you've provided and all that you've done. Thank you for those that have laid their lives down for us. We, we thank you uh, for the country in which we live and the privileges that we have. And God, we ask that you would, you would encourage us and um, help, us to, help us to be your light in a very, very dark world. Help us to shine brightly. Help us to be a city on the hill. And God, help us in a sense Give us voices of like trumpets, God. Let us herald your good news. Let us take part in, in, in calling people out of Egypt. Equip us as such. We do pray. And so guide and direct us now. We, we love you. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we ask these things to you, Father. Amen. I love you all. Have a great day. Uh, and I'll see you Sunday. Love you. Jesus. I love you all. Have a great day. Uh, and I'll see you Sunday. Love you. Thanks for joining us for this Calvary Baltimore B-Side. If you'd like to get in touch or come visit us at Calvary Baltimore, our website is calvarychapelbaltimore.org. You can email us at calvary.faithlife at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you've been blessed by today's teaching and would like to donate to the work God is doing through Calvary Baltimore, go to our website at calvarychapelbaltimore.org and click Donate Now. Until next time, keep drawing closer to God through the reading of His Word. And join us again for the next Calvary Baltimore B-Side.